Welcome back to the Roswell Reimagined Podcast. This is another episode review for the television series Roswell, New Mexico on the CW. This episode up for review this week is Tearing at My Heart, which is the third episode in in season one. This episode continues with Liz still under the impression that Max has had some sort of involvement with her sister Rosa's death. She goes into full scientist mode this episode, following the scientific method, full-on black outfit, red lipstick. She decides to remove any positive feelings or memories that she's had for Max and now basically is treating him like a suspect in her sister's murder. You would have to wonder why he would have agreed to do this in the first place. I think he must have really been under the impression that she was going to help him find out whatever was wrong with him, why he was having flashes of anger, why he said that he felt that he had some sort of poison inside of him ever since he healed her, because he doesn't seem to notice that she's investigating him. He doesn't seem to notice that she has any sort of ulterior motive when she is with him. He seems to be incredibly trusting with her when maybe he really shouldn't be. Some of her questions end up triggering him because he ends up destroying the machine that Liz was using to run tests on him. So he obviously still doesn't have very good control over his powers. You kind of have to feel bad for Max in this episode. The guy is once again wearing his heart on his sleeve with Liz. He still seems to be very open and trusting towards her, or at least until Isabel kind of blatantly points out to him that Liz is using his feelings for her to experiment on him, to gather data. She suggests that Liz doesn't return his feelings, and that she even hooked up with Kyle in the Wild Pony parking lot right after he risked his life to save her. So it seems like maybe Max has been under the delusion that she is going to automatically return feelings. Things are going to be just like they were in high school. She's not going to find out what happened to Rosa. She's going to let it go. I don't know what he's really thinking, but it seems like he kind of has rose-colored glasses on when he's thinking about his relationship with Liz, and that seems to not really be his reality right now. So it seems like Isabel kind of burst the bubble that he was living in for now. And I think Isabel's words finally started to sink in a little bit because Max seems like he's starting to take what Isabel said to him to heart. Up until now, Max and Cam have had a very casual relationship. They kept it more of kind of a hookup type of relationship, but not a romantic relationship. However, this episode, Max decides to offer to take Cam on a real official first date at the town drive-in so yeah this this really showed me just how small town roswell is and just how small town max kind of is max has been in roswell his whole life and he hasn't expressed any real need to go anywhere else he seems just very content he seems to really like it there he seems to maybe even really like the whole small town vibe that roswell has and maybe even likes the whole small-town events that they have, and it seems like Deputy Cam seems to match Max with that whole small-town vibe that he has, and you see her get dressed up for her date. She gets dressed up in her cowboy boots and her skirt, and she seems pretty excited about a drive-in date. 
it, I, I had to kind of notice it's the ac exact polar opposite of Liz. And Liz really despises small town events and doesn't want to stay anywhere for long and feels, you know, Roswell is never, would never be enough for her. So I just kind of noticed the polarity and the difference between Liz and Cam. And I found that their date to be pretty interesting. Of course, the Max-Cam date doesn't get to run along smoothly for very long because Liz, Liz ends up crashing their date and accuses Max of sleeping with Rosa where they were in high school. You know, I have to say, it seems like a pretty fast assumption to make off one little note that her and Maria found at the crashdown. It did make me wonder, though, why Rosa would have ended up hiding a note from Liz in the first place. Why did she not want... Liz to find that note from Max. And even back in the flashback we had of Liz and Rosa in high school when they were sitting in the car, Rosa was very adamant about trying to push Liz away from any sort of connection with Max. She called him vanilla. She said he's in the rearview mirror. You know, she needs to move on from him. So, and we know Rosa and Max have altercation outside of the crash down that night, but we don't know why yet. So, it kind of makes me wonder, was Rosa hiding the note in order to try to protect Liz from Max because maybe she suspected that he was dangerous? On another couple's note, Michael and Alex seem to be taking one step forward and two steps backwards. Michael seems like he wants to remain a little bit guarded towards Alex until he knows for sure that something is really going to work out this time. I think he's kind of like waiting for the ball to drop and things to get messy with them again. And, you know, he's not wrong because Alex seems to take an issue with the way Michael is earning some side income. It seems to be another issue with them. And it's, it's showing even more now how much they've changed over the past 10 years. It's like they want to stay with what's familiar and they want to keep going with these lingering feelings. But they're two completely different people, and it's becoming, like, more and more obvious now. And I think Alex is having a hard time pretending that he hasn't changed. And before the end of the night, we see Alex telling Michael that he can't date a criminal, and he's putting more space between him and Michael again. And I think that it looks like it's typically Alex's fault when things go wrong or things... And it seems to be Alex is the one who's pulling the plug, and he's doing it again. So maybe his father's words that were spoken to him earlier that night about him being, you know, a decorated airman and that he needs to properly represent his country, maybe he's really understanding that he's he's changed a lot and, he you know, he needs to start, you know, having that reflected in his life and maybe someone who still is doing the same old thing that Michael is doing. Maybe that's just not what he wants or needs now that, that he's older. So later at the town fundraiser, Isabel sees Liz and Maria and decides to take advantage of mind warping Liz. She goes into Liz's subconscious and is trying to influence Liz to leave town. Instead, she starts seeing these images of Rosa. I it it looks like she was definitely like noticeably shaken by it. Maybe she has some sort of connection with Rosa. We don't yet know um, at this point if they were friends or 
if she's if she has some sort of guilt surrounding Rosa. It seems like when Isabel breaks the connection with Liz, she tells Michael that she couldn't go through with it because she kept getting these weird flashes of Rosa. It made me feel like she didn't finish, she didn't go back and mind warp Liz again or try to influence her again because maybe she didn't want that to happen again. Maybe she was afraid of seeing Rosa's face again if she tried and therefore she just never tried to influence Liz again. So we don't really know what happened there. Why was she seeing Rosa's face and what was her connection with Rosa? We don't really know anything as of as of this episode. So it seems like Isabel is also starting to express a little bit of guilt as well for her previous meddling in Max and Liz's relationship. I think she's realizing now that she has something real and that she played a role in Max's unhappiness. It's quite possible that, for the same reason, Liz ran from all her previous relationships. I mean, she claimed that she left her fiancé, Diego, back in Denver three weeks ago because they just couldn't connect. And maybe they couldn't connect because she had a real connection with Max, and maybe nothing else was kind of like that. So now Isabel is realizing, after she's gone into Liz's mind, that she's responsible for that. She played a role in that, and... You know, maybe that's why Max is unhappy and she just, she crossed the line. She overstepped her boundaries and now she's rightfully feeling guilt for having done so. My favorite part of this episode was just how much Liz and Maria we got. Liz and Maria end up teaming up this episode to help to find some clues that Rosa may have left behind before she died. They end up finding a mixtape at The Wild Pony, which is... It has a list of all 90 songs, which is a very Rosa-like mix. And they seem to be clues, or Liz seems to think that they are clues. And so she starts following them, and they go around to all Rosa's secret hiding spots. And they one of the spots they, they found were was under the bridge, and Liz and Maria found a note that was written to Rosa, which said, You will never be alone. Signed, Ephiakis. Maria mentioned that Ephiakis was a pseudonym and probably wasn't the name of someone who lived in Roswell. So, I am familiar with a little bit of Western astrology, but I have never heard of Ephiakis before, and apparently it's, say, fraudulent zodiac sign. So, I decided that I wanted to look into this. I wanted to know what Ephiakis was. So, according to astrology42.com and a little bit of Wikipedia, Ephiakis is the 13th sign of the zodiac. So, it is the zodiac sign for people who are born between November 30th and December 18th in tropical astrology. It falls directly between the zodiac signs of Scorpio and Sagittarius. Initially, there were 13 constellations in the Babylonian zodiac, including the Ophiuchus constellation, but because they couldn't fit them neatly into the 12-month calendar, Ophiuchus was left out. So the personality traits which go along with the sign of a Fiacus are being secretive and mystical, keepers of hidden wisdom, healers and empaths, people who are sometimes jealous and possessive. I think it's interesting to see what the connection is with Ephiakis and if Ephiakis has alien connections. I thought that was really interesting. So we'll see where they if they bring up Ophiuchus again and where Ophiuchus ends up playing in the storyline. 
Now Liz ends up confronting Max when he's on his date with Cam and accuses him of having harmed her sister and Max tells her that he has loved her his whole life and that, you know, could she honestly believe that he would hurt somebody that she loves? So we don't really know what happens after that. It seems like Liz kind of believes Max. She believes that he wouldn't have hurt someone. So it must not have been him. I don't know. My question is, did Liz and Maria ever finish the tape? There were, there were songs. The songs were as follows. Here in your bedroom. Pony. Under the bridge. Small town Saturday night. Blue flower. Creep, take me to the river and into the road. So I'm kind of wondering if this was left by Rosa for them to uncover what the rest of the locations were, what the rest of the clues are. Did they ever decide they were going to go finish looking following that? Or did Liz just decide there in that moment when Max told her that he wouldn't hurt her, that she just believed him and then they just drop it? Is he no longer a suspect? Are they no longer looking into? the clues that Rosa left. So that was one of my questions with this episode that I wasn't really sure. And I wonder too, if Rosa, did Rosa think that Liz would discover this stuff after her death and realize her death wasn't an accident and that, you know, she would be able to uncover all these clues leading to her death. It kind of makes me wonder how much was planned, how much Rosa knew that she was in danger before she died. Was she really expecting Liz to find all these things? I don't know. We still don't. It's still kind of like a mystery is what happened with her. We don't know much. So I don't know. I find the whole thing interesting. I guess we'll see in future episodes how much Rosa really knew about the person that hurt her. So, in every episode review, I like to end my review with a favorite moment from each episode. So, my favorite moment from this episode was the Who Names Their Kid Chad? All the Chads end up being Chads. (laughs) Such a great line by Liz and Maria. My favorite moment was them sitting out on the Crash Town rooftop, enjoying their Saturday night in Rose's shoes. Liz and Maria are, I think, my favorite friendship of the show, so it was really good to see a lot of them in this episode. And, you know, Liz came back to town with Tunnel Vision. It's been nonstop investigating Rosa's death, pure science 24-7, avoiding any feelings for Max. And now we finally just see her, like, take a break, just sit back and relax and act like a normal person, spending time with her best friend. You know, Maria seems to have a lot more laid-back vibe than Liz does, so it was really nice to see that, and I like the Maria-Liz friendship. So this moment between them gets my vote, and it brought much-needed comic relief to this episode. And with my favorite moment, I'll also give my least favorite moment. My least favorite moment, unfortunately, goes to Isabel and Noah. I'm just not really a fan of... That relationship, it seems too perfect. It's not real. There is going to be cracks in the relationship, and they're already really showing. She seems to already be bailing on him left and right. She's choosing Max over him left and right, and he's kind of just constantly this 
perfect guy, always there, always saying the right things. And it's just not realistic. There's just not, it's just not. So I think even the, the end of their, their night, their date, when Max decides that he's going to throw her this, this movie night with all the string lights and the fire and the land before time movie outside in the backyard. It just seemed a bit too much for me. It seems like she's just really flaky and she's kind of putting him last in comparison to Max. And he's kind of throwing out all the stops for her. And it just, it just seems a bit too perfect. It seems a bit too cheesy I'm just kind of waiting for it to fall apart. I'm not really buying the whole thing. So um, they're definitely not my favorite couple. I'm more indifferent to them than anything. But yeah, I just don't see that relationship really going anywhere. So yeah, that was his favorite moment of the episode. So this episode ends with Max having some anger issues He's obviously angry after his confrontation with Liz. His powers seem to be out of control. He it's just he ends up having kind of a meltdown, which leaves the entire town dark. And that's just kind of where we're left at the end of the episode. So that should make for an interesting next episode, for sure, with the town blackout. Overall, I have to say I really enjoyed this episode. All three, the first three episodes, really. I really enjoyed all of them. I don't have really hardly anything negative to say. And even my least favorite moments aren't aren't terrible. I still enjoy them. So, um, yeah, this one was positive for me. I really liked it. And that is going to be it for this episode review of Tearing Up My Heart. I will be back later this week. I'm going to do another episode review for episode four, which is called Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? If you would like to send me an email, if you would like to leave me um, some feedback, some comments, let me know what you think, please email me. My email address is roswellinterview at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And I will be back next week.